welcome to Meeting Malcolmists, a pavement podcast. Hey, it's JD back after a week away from the microphone. Never fear, though. <laughs> I have uh, rectified the issues that were holding me back from my life's work, which is, of course, digging in to the work of seminal indie rock band Pavement, listening to a new track every week in chronological order with the hope of one day, potentially, maybe, hopefully, in Porto, meeting Malcolmists. So before I go any further, uh, really want to thank those of you that reached out and um, were sort of like, hey man, where's the podcast? Hope you're okay. Um, it means, uh, means a lot. To uh, There's some sirens in the background and um, they're not coming for me. So I'm going to take that as a as a today is a good day type uh, message and, and we'll go from there. Uh, that sounds um, maybe a little more cryptic than it should, <laughs> but that was absolutely uh, one of those weird coincidences that I'm talking about my previous week and we hear sirens go by. So there's that. Hey, I get emails and um, what I was saying right before the siren thing was, uh, you know, thanks for those emails. They mean a lot and they meant a lot this, uh, this past week, especially um, when it was, you know, themed with, um, Hey, uh, you're part of my routine and you're not there right now. So what gives, you know, that's a, a, a neat thing to be part of a community and, um, thanks for that. So yeah, there are other emails too. And I want to get to a few of those this week. Uh, I got an email here from, from Gaddy and Gaddy says, uh, Hey again, JD. Thanks again for the show. It's achieved a real arc that keeps me wanting more. The DCB tributes have been touching as well. His death affected me in some unexpected ways. Thanks for grieving with us and taking us through the shock. Gaddy, uh, my pleasure and, um, and pain. Of course, uh, it's, uh, still something that I'm working through. Um, yesterday was world suicide prevention day and it, it makes sense to, you know, um, reach out to your strong friends. Uh, you, you just, uh, you don't know they seem strong, but, uh, what's their story, right? So I would say, um, keep that message going until you're hoarse. But, uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the letter, Gaddy. I've got an email here from Brendan as well. And Brendan says, Hey, JD, love the show. Love the way you're peeling back layers for me on artifacts I've spent my life with. 
I made a cover version of Terror Twilight here. You can get my LP on Bandcamp. Would be stoked if you liked it enough to play a snippet when the Twilight era comes around. All my love, Brendan. Brendan, I'm going to archive this, and I will definitely um, play this track when we get there. So uh, if you're curious in the meantime, though, listeners, you can go to grr2.bandcamp.com and give that a whirl. That would be cool. Lastly, I've got a message um, from, uh, from Todd. And Todd says, hey, JD, I can absolutely tell Jerome in France that he's doing the right thing musically for his kids. You might recall uh, the letter I got from Jerome that they were playing uh, DCB um, tracks to their new baby. My kids are now seniors in high school and college, and they both sincerely thanked me and their mom for playing them great music throughout their childhoods. Secondly, I totally prefer the less fuzzed out version of Here. It really lets the beauty of the song shine through, although the wall of guitars is exciting on first listen. Hey, listen, I'm a Kevin Shields guy, and uh, Loveless is one of my favorite records, so I, I, I love that fuzz. <laughs> I love that fuzz, but I understand what you're saying, Todd. Uh, let's the song shine through and lets us hear the emotion in Steve singing. There was a concept going around in the 90s about artists using layers of distorted guitars as psychic defense. So I think to remix the song in that way was pretty brave. Was a pretty brave move on his part. Glad to hear you're feeling better, Todd. Yeah, thanks so much, um, all of you. Uh, God, these these uh, letters mean a lot. So thanks. And um, I wish my wife would participate in the inculcation of my children musically. She plays pop radio in the car, and as such, the kids are affected with earworms on the regular, uh, despite my trying to play them. Even pop songs from my era, you know, like even uh, some of the more uh, popular music from the 90s. But certainly I try to dig deep as well and play them. Some of the cool shit, you know? Like Fame Thrower. That's a cool song, right? And that's, you know, we're, we're down to, what, three songs on Slanted. We got uh, Fame Thrower this week, and then there's just two more episodes in Slanted. So there's that. Fame Thrower is a mystery to me. And um, it seems like it's a song that was born of the studio. It is, uh, you know, it starts with that uh, really great rhythm played on a played on a snare, and um, and then it comes in on an offbeat into uh, a guitar and a synthesizer sound, and. Um, it's definitely some funked out synth. Uh, there's an email that I got. Maybe I should read that one now too. Um, hey JD, I just noticed this comes from this comes from Todd as well, actually. Hey JD, I just noticed the next two songs you'll be covering both have a ton of synth. 
I don't know much about Synths, but I'm picturing some weird early 80s unit that Gary just happened to have lying around the studio. I don't know if you've ever reached out to Gary, but I think it might be fun for you to talk to him. Todd, you read my mind because I have tried to reach out to Gary. I uh, would love to have him on the pod. Next time I talk to Spiral, I'm going to try and see if he can connect us. And um, that would be real cool. I was trying to get Spiral for today's show to talk about this, see what he remembered. But I uh, couldn't, couldn't get him. He's on tour in Europe right now, and our, our clocks are just, you know, not in sync. So there's that. But uh, definitely the synth in this song provides the main um, musical uh, melody. And um, it's, uh, it, it, speaking of infectious, it is, it is pretty infectious as well. There's, you know, almost a ringing, like, you can almost picture it being a really nice textured cell phone ring back from the past. Um, but more sophisticated than, you know, early cell phone rings, if that makes sense. It's, uh, it loops in around, gosh, probably a bar, um, maybe a bar and a half. And it, you know, just sort of loops through with the guitar swirling. And, uh, then Steven comes in again on an offbeat and he's singing some weird stuff, folks. He's, uh, He's talking about fame throw up, pass out the gold, the diamond, watch the last reward of all the things we had before you sold us out and took it all. Headborn cries from Xena's sluts, asteroids from dead end nuts, dead end ruts. These kids are sick and wars. So that's your verse. <laughs> so let's dig this apart a little bit here. Um, a fame thrower. Passing out the gold, the diamond watch. So maybe this is somebody retiring because it is the last reward. And the fame thrower would be the boss or or the uh, person passing out that reward. Of all the things we had before you sold us out and took it all. So maybe this is again, you know, that stark Stockton reality of the early 90s. Um late 80s early 90s where jobs are disappearing people are getting their their watches as a as a token before the um before the jobs disappear before you sold us out and took it all i don't know dead end ruts kids and sick end wars and then we get to the verse we go or pardon me the the chorus and the chorus is in quotations, and it's one of the nation's spies, one of our first recruits. Click with her leather thighs, one of our first recruits. That is, I got nothing. I got nothing there. Um, one of our nation's spies, one of the nation's spies, one of our first recruits. Yeah, I don't know enough. <sighs> I'm dumb. So this is a challenge for me. Uh, I mean, leather thighs. I, I picture somebody with thigh-high boots, but that's just me being probably a horrible man. 
Then we go back into, um, you know, it almost stops and we go back into the drum and it starts again. And the next verse is, how can you know in the distance lies a Groa, need wrote off the king fame Troa, son of a groupie, red-worn sexton, spent his cash convincing us that the desert was a startscape and sold our lives for a satellite so we could cry, naked, naked, foul. I love that. I love that end. Naked, naked, foul. But then we go back into the chorus. One of our nation's spies, one of our first recruits. So really, this is a pretty traditional song in the sense that you've got an intro, you've got um, first chorus, and then and then it repeats with the intro, first chorus. Then you go to an outro that is truncated. It's... Uh, it almost sounds like they ran out of tape or they stopped the tape or, or whether it was a choice or not. Uh, I don't know, but it sounds, it sounds like a, a mistake. It sounds like it should have that extra two beats <laughs> off the bar, like it just cuts off and then there's a small silence and then you get a proper outro now, I would say that this could be one of those pavement specials where it's, um, you know, especially from Demolition Plot, where there was song and then like a soundscape. And I would say that this would be a soundscape separate from the song, except for that synth is still there. It's lower in the mix, but it's still there. And so this is definitely part of Fame Thrower still. And, um, you know, that's sort of where you're at. The second verse, I think, is about this king fame thrower. So the person who maybe settled, brought people to Stockton because there's a, you know there's a part in there about the desert. Um, they they spent his cash convincing us the desert was a starscape and sold our lives for a satellite. So that's really a great line. Um, the desert is a starscape. But how many times have you mistaken a star for a satellite or vice versa? You know, all of a sudden you can see it whizzing by and you think, wow, that's a really bright star or that's a shooting star. And it turns out that it's a satellite and you feel sort of cheated. You feel sort of minced. So, you know, this is what the King fame thrower is, is doing. They were the son of a groupie, a red worn Saxon. So somebody that was one of us, but, but clearly had different, um, different thoughts and ideas. I don't know. That's fame thrower. And that's what I got for you this week. Hope you enjoy it. Let's listen. I got some feed. I got some feedback from, uh, from a letter that I'll read another time. And the feedback was that uh, I introduced the songs and I fade them up. And, um, you know, almost like a, a disc jockey would. And there's part of me that has that disc jockey. So I'll answer the, I'll answer the reader uh, who, who wrote the feedback. You know, being a disc jockey was always something I wanted to do. That's why I try to uh, introduce the song as such. And I don't just play it straight out. Um, I don't know. 
uh, it bothers you. Uh, and I'm sorry about that, but that's how I'm going to keep doing it, baby. This is Fame Thrower on Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast. Fame Thrower, pass out the gold, the diamond watch, the last reward. All the things we hit before, you sold us out and took it all. Headborn cries from Zenith sluts, house rides from dead end ruts. And these ends are sick and was, and these ends were sick and was. is a weekly affair. I'm social. Check me out at Meeting Malcolmus. And be a dear. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts.